Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be sorry. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It is 545. This is the morning sickness. My name's John. There's Brady, Brett, and Dick. And we are uh, fresh off of... U-Fest 2022 last night out there at Auction Pavilion and doing what we do with the thing. And the Brett, you were there all day. Yeah. Stayed pretty much late. Brady had to stay. His family wanted to watch Rise Against. It was a nightmare for Brady. <laughs> family bonding I in the pit. Bonding. There was uh, one no family. Place. I could see the bonding start to split up somewhere about 840 <laughs> when one of the family members was like, this is getting a little late, don't you think? Ooh, look at the time. The band didn't take stage till just before 10. Like 9.30, I'm guessing, maybe a little after that. Oh, no, it was close to 10. It was closer to 10. Uh, yeah. yeah. My goodness. And uh, Brady had to go stand. Kirby wanted to see it. And what Kirby wants, Kirby gets. That's right. Kirby and Ronnie went down into the pit first. I'm like, guys, go ahead. I'll sit up here in the uh, chairs. Yeah. And about <laughs> two songs into it, I go down in the pit. Yeah. deep. I found something out about my wife. Is she likes being in the pit. Yeah. And down pushing people. Yeah, we were down Back for uh, Highly Suspect. Not a pit band. Yeah. But we were down for uh, Highly Suspect having a good time. And uh, just Kirby tapped me on the shoulder. He goes, hey, friend of old pirate. What is it, Kirby? <laughs> what is that delicious smell in the air? I've never smelled quite a quite a scent. Like maybe my deodorant. No, it's coming from that guy's face. This dude's firing <laughs> off a vape. Just weed, just weed floating everywhere. I'm like, Kirby, you are experiencing your first contact high. Congratulations. <laughs> It won't be my last, man. That is exactly how I want to live my life. I want to look Chinese, and I want to do it today. You got any? Like, no, I've got Adderall if you'd like some of that. <laughs> All right, let's, any point in the storm now, I'm a druggie. 
Yeah, Kirby was sitting there smelling it, and then Ronnie was trying to get her to stop smelling the air. Kirby had her nose up like a puppy. That's Chase. why she wanted to get back down. Oh, in the she pit. wanted to be down. Yeah, Kirby's nose up in the air like a puppy chasing <laughs> an apple pie on a windowsill. It's well, she funny. got in there and uh, protected the old pirate in the pit. Yeah, she took some elbows for you. That's yeah. nice. That's nice. Yeah, it was funny. It was. Uh, there was another girl down there. We went down in the. And she's like, it's my first concert. A mom is standing there. It's your first concert. What are you leaning on a wall for? Let's go. Pushed her right up to the front. We got her. She was like, that had to be pretty fun. Cause, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, she was like right there. And we're just elbowing her ways in and stuff like that. It's funny because uh, uh, back in the day when I was a teenager in my 20s, if I'd have tried that crap, uh, I'd gotten punched in the face. I'm like, everybody get out of the way. Move. We're going up front. And the fun part about uh, having a little bit of a you know, KUPD push, that, that's the most notoriety I'm going to get. Like, everybody out of my way. And they moved. Like, most people got out of the way. I'm like, excuse me. Like, hey, Holmberg wants to go by. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. This is actually like I've accomplished something in life. That's the one, like, fringe benefit of the of the job is that you guys were pretty cool to me getting out of the way so I could push some teenage girl up to the front. So you were like C-3PO with the Ewoks. Just, <laughs> yes. just They were carrying you in <laughs> yes. and everything. It Very was, accommodating <laughs> down there. I was surprised. Yeah. And I don't norm- I don't like wearing shirts with my name on it. But at that very moment, I'm going, I'm doing it. I'm going in. I'm going to see if this works. I might get knocked out, but everybody was so nice. It was like the nicest pit I've ever been in. It was, sure, excuse me, everybody out of the way, this teen girl in Holmberg want to get by. And I've heard that phrase before, but very rarely without a lawyer. But don't try so. that at a Slipknot show or something <laughs> no. like that. Cause. No, I knew where to – I was picking and choosing properly. I wasn't going to go up there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know which bands not to push the pit. But, yeah, and then uh, Highly Suspect played, and I was with Brett. And I love that band. I absolutely love them. I've seen them a couple times. And one of the things I remember is uh, seeing them at Crescent Ballroom. And uh, Devin, former employee, uh, turned OnlyFans, turned God knows, I hope she's not in the streets. <laughs> she was with us. Uh, Megan was there. My contractor, Aaron, who was working on my house at the time, and his then-girlfriend, uh, all very pretty girls, right, standing in this bunch. And, uh, and, and Heather, uh, Megan's friend Heather was there. Every single one of them was looking at Johnny Stevens and Highly Suspect and just, you know, that... that uh, Fawning. Starstruck, fawning. G- just gorgeous. Like, you know, like, oh, he's just... And I, and I was with him. I'm looking, I'm like, this dude's, you know, gay, not gay. This dude's got that stage presence where every guy wants to meet him and every girl wants to bone him. Like, he had it. Just looking the part, man. Just rock star all the way. And I see Brett last night, and I walk around and Highly Suspect's playing, and I'm like, yes, finally, got to see him again. And I'm like, hey... The hell's going on here? Who's that guy singing? And Brett's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Who's the guy singing? Where's Johnny? Johnny's not up there." So they get some other guy singing. Now this stems from me watching you interview two members of the band backstage, right? And Johnny wasn't there. And I watched another guy walk by, and Larry points, and I'm like, "Oh," thinking, "Oh, there's Johnny, right?" This guy walks by, making jokes and stuff, and then he goes and does something, and then he's just kind of standing around. I'm like, "Why isn't he participating with the rest of the band?" Is he being some sort of a dick or something? And I'm like, well, now I, now I don't want to know him. Like, now I'm upset because I'm like, that. turns out that wasn't him at all. I was mad at some guy that wasn't Johnny at all. For, you were mad at the drummer from Dead. I was Dead. mad at the drummer from Dead. <laughs> turns out the drummer from Dead was dicking around like, I'll, I'll play around, but I'm not going to be part of that interview. I'm like, get in. I was like, sitting there, get in there and sit with your band, you jerk. And so, because I, I thought for sure, I'm like, he's taller than I thought. That's right. But then, yeah. so I'm watching the band. Johnny's put on a pound or two. He did some uh, COVID eating. And I'm like, that's him. They go out. They do their thing. They do their set. They leave. 
I wanted more from him. I always do. I want, like, give me more, give me more. And the next thing you know, because then, because I felt a little guilty, even though he didn't know, go backstage, and uh, and he's there at the bar, and I wandered over to him. I'm like, hey, I'm just a fan of the thing. Just great job. Just want to say, hey, love Highly Suspect, all that. We talked on the air, and he's like, oh, I love the interview. He remembered us, and next thing you know, I'm drinking with Highly Suspect and talking nonsense and four-wheel drives and biking and everything else, and then uh, that awkward moment where men share phone numbers occurred and i uh it's strange it's a strange thing to do that but it was they were really cool like down to earth very cool guys and i felt like such a dick because i was bad mouthing him in the pit he looked he looked like our our uh, web guy dom he looked like he turned into dom like literally when i saw him up there i was like what's dom doing up there dom is singing for highly suspect (laughs) now and i don't like it but i was yeah bad mouthing him in the pit and i'm like yeah they were they weren't. Uh, he was all aloof, and I'm like, "Well, who's the guy there then? Who's that?" Because Johnny wasn't. There. I was mad at the wrong dude. I was sitting there thinking some dickhead was was him. It wasn't. <laughs> he had a tattoo on his neck and everything. Yeah. I'm like, well, "That's Johnny right there." Nope, wasn't him. He's got a beard now. He's all different. But the whole show was fun. Every band. Not being t- too familiar with the uh, band, knew you liked them. Yeah. Went over there, heard a little bit. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're. We're meeting him. I'm talking to the one. He's like, yeah, I've got a twin brother. Really? Yeah. Where's he? He's next to me, the other guy yeah. in the band. Oh. He's the guy that looks just like me, standing here, right here, a little shorter. That makes tons of sense now. He almost choked you out in the womb? Yeah. yeah. That guy knew you'd shortened him a little bit. That, I get it. Yeah. They're uh, they're good dudes. They, we, and the next thing you know, uh, we're drinking. So we had a good time. They were very cool. So, uh, yeah, that was great. All the bands that you met and Fitz and uh, you guys did tons of great interviews yeah. yesterday. Gigantor from Pennywise. Nobody sucked. No, no. They were all really friendly. Yeah, Fletcher from Pennywise is huge. He's I'm 6'3". Yeah. And he, he towered over Fitz and I. Well, when we were watching him on the screen backstage because the Suns game was on, I think that was about the time Pennywise was up. It was. Yeah. And you look and uh, somebody said, that dude's huge and the singer's up there. And he doesn't look that big. And then this other dude just emerges on the screen. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, the bumble's yeah. loose. It's Andre the Giant. I, I was exciting. He, he was huge. But yeah, they were uh, they were great. Everybody was really great. So, uh, And I'm a little upset about it. Backstage sort of was a bunch of really nice guys uh, with no drug habits and U-Hauls. Yeah. Uh, where were the tour buses? Where were the hooers? I said the same thing. There was only one tour bus back there. When Pennywise had their bus back there, but yeah. everybody else, no buses. I, I saw Johnny vans that. and U-Hauls. I, I yeah. said, "What's with the U-Hauls?" I said, "This this is a temporary commitment to rock and roll. I want to see some buses." And he goes, ah, "That's a one-off. We all just kind of rented and ran." And I'm like, "Oh, like I want tour buses. I want tramps." He's like, ah, "I got to get back to the wife and dog." And I'm like, "All right, well, rock and roll is definitely different." But it was the end of the line for Rise Against. This is the last show they're ever going to do? The, for the season, yeah. For the oh, tour. Really? Yeah, it's the last show. For the tour. Well, yeah. and they were dealing with a few uh, internal issues with COVID and all that stuff. That was weird. Yeah. Because it was about, like, don't touch us, don't talk about us, don't, we are here, we want to do this, but we've had so much go wrong with COVID that we're, they hid. Well, yeah, because we were supposed to do an interview with them, plus we were supposed to do meet and greets with the fans and stuff like that, and they just like, nope, because their tour manager, who's yeah. actually other than the band, is closest to, you know, yeah. he's the closest one to them. And they're like, nope, we can't do it. They showed up, went to their dressing room. As soon as they were done, they went right to the stage. They yeah. didn't mess around at all. They didn't show up at the venue till almost nine. Yeah, they had, well, they yeah. were just, they don't want to be around people no. right now with all that's going and, wrong. Hey, I don't blame them. I don't either. Yeah. That thing's kicked their ass yep. the last month. So, they uh, got that. And then congratulations to, uh, well, our friend Doug Hopkins, all-around awesome guy Doug Hopkins, was at the uh, event last night. He pops by with his buddy Kevin, and Joy was there, and Kevin's wife, and they're just hanging around doing the thing. And there was Doug, uh, you know, 
getting manhandled by all the Native Americans. And uh, it was pretty awesome because a guy named Ziggy came up and he goes, Hey, you're Homeberg. I'm like, Yeah, all right, Ziggy. I'm like, Hi, Ziggy. I'm out. And I'm like, Yeah, what are you saying? Ziggy. And then he goes, Oh, TV Stuck Hopkins. And I'm like, That's the only thing I understood him saying. I don't have a house. <laughs> Thank Doug's like thanks, but Doug gave away five thousand dollars last night on his way out. Amazing, just quoting people, just giving them a quote of their house. I didn't even see it. Yeah, oh yeah. I'll give you this much. Yeah. I'll give you that much. And just a wad of cash in his hand. <laughs> He's trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah, <laughs> Doug was Doug was mad at the Suns because we watched the Suns in the VIP section in the back, and that wasn't something to be fun about. But Doug gave uh, five grand to a girl named Jesse. Uh, I won't say her last name in case she gets attacked. I'm not sure if she's agreed to that quite yet. We have to get all the paperwork straight. But Jesse was our winner last night. Uh, for 5000 bucks, a Doug Hopkins guarantee. That was pretty fun to watch. Drug her up on stage, and I had the mic, and I said, what are you going to you know, do with the mic? And she just grabbed that mic like she was fending off Harvey Weinstein. That thing got too close to her face, and both hands went up. She had a good defense system, a little tactical black on the mic. Uh, she's going to pay bills. She wants to go on a trip and whatever. But five grand in her pocket was pretty great. We had one of our finalists, and this will piss everyone off, call us at the last minute and say, I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm like, no kidding. I wanted, there were six finalists for five grand. It's five grand in your pocket. He said, I'm not going to be able to make it. I was going to send somebody, but I can't. And uh, Ben, our promotions guy, is like, okay, uh, well, uh, I, you could have sent someone in your – and he goes, yeah, it's five grand. I really don't need that. Oh, must be nice. <laughs> like that <laughs> That must be nice. I, I Look, I'm, I don't ever want to be – Where is it again? What, it's on uh, the seems... 75th Avenue. Woo! Someone five grand. <laughs> I'll go to the avenue. I, I am uh, – Fortunate enough to feel okay financially, and still, if I had a one in five shot at five grand, I'd be like, I'll go to that. That's that's something I'll do. I still take those keys they send in the mail over to the dealerships to try to win the car. Oh, you're a better person than me. Because then you got to deal with the salesman. <laughs> no you way. You got to sign stuff out. Like, yeah. I'm doing I it. I got a key. If I win this car, I'm going to just leave. Like, I, I got a key in the mail. I'm like, and Megan's like, it's just a promotional thing to get you there. I'm like, yeah, but somebody's got to win. They're going to do the contest. So I'll give it a try. I'm all for that. That's great. You want to hand me something for free just on a chance? And all I got to do is be inconvenienced by a little drive and maybe a, a nutty, you know, sales guy that's a little overzealous? I can tolerate that for 10 minutes. I go to dealerships all the time for a platter, a Chick-fil-A, or whatever they have to offer. <laughs> sure, but he goes for even less. <laughs> if that whippy uh, inflatable dude's outside, that usually means there's there might some, be something in there. some raisin canes inside that you can get for free just for poking your head in. I ain't so bad. Yeah, it was a great night, though. A lot of fun. And uh, we sat and watched the Suns' uh, deplorable efforts against uh, New Orleans. That New Orleans team is better than people think. I've been saying it the whole time. This is like a four seed in the eight seed spot. And uh, they got something going. That they're, They are on fire. And the Suns have got to get it together. They have got to get it together. I still don't think they're going to lose this series. But it is going to be a struggle, and that is clear. I went home and... Watched the uh, the last part, taped it, and watched the the TNT guys talking about uh, the Suns. And Charles Barkley was again accurate in saying, "When Chris Paul has a good day, he's old now. His next game's not going to be good. He's, he can't do it. He, and that's where you need DeAndre Ayton to be like he was Friday, which was good, dominating, doing what you're supposed to do. And then last night just turned back into the quietest twenty points you'll ever see. And in a pointless, non-star way. They don't have a superstar right now. When Chris Paul's off, they don't have somebody to lean on. 
And uh, it showed last night. Man, that was brutal. And Bart- Jared, Jared Leto has his way. Well, when, when, he's been playing. when there's no Chris Paul, he can attack Aiton. And when there is a Chris Paul, Aiton can move laterally. And that was Barkley said, Justin. Chris Paul looks old, and you can't have two good games in a row at his age. Can't do it. And, and he even said that. at his. And when he got older, he realized, I'd have a great game and go, there it is. And the next game, I'd go out there, and he's like, I'm moving like I'm in molasses, like my legs are are done. I had a good game. I can't keep this going. So Chris Paul in his four points last night, I would expect a massive game tomorrow from Chris Paul. But if Charles is right and two days in a row is going to be tough for Chris, he's old. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Bad is news. the bookman back or book will not be back for the series. Yeah. Three weeks they yeah, say? They, yeah, it's a it's a it's a, a good tear. Not a tear, but a strain. No fun. And you gotta rest it, and that's all you can do. There's nothing you can do for a hamstring. Rest a little bit of, you know, some guy shoving that gun on the back of your leg every day and some stretching, and that's about it. And it heals itself. And it's touchy from there. We'll see. But two two with the Pelicans. Back to home court, but again, Suns fans. Stop. You're two two. It's exactly where it's supposed to be, the way it's designed. If you're not going to sweep and you're not going to dominate, you want home court advantage, they've got it back. It could have been better to go 3-1, of course, obviously, but it's 2-2. You took one from them, you got home court back. Now it's now it's a three-game series, and you got two of the games. If I told you in the beginning, hey, it's a three-game series with the Pelicans, two of them are in Phoenix, would you take it? You absolutely would. So, And the Pelicans rolling in like, they got split. nothing to lose. They're an, eight. They're an eight. That's all we want to split. They don't split it. They got. They can't split. The two. The two left. They got to. They got to win one on the road. That's it. That's all they have to do. It's not even about. There's That's no what I'm split. saying. But there's no more splitting. It's two and one. So there's no split. You got to just oh, the take, last yeah, steal this are... and go home, and then because it's one 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 now. So we'll see. Yeah, the Pelicans are just like, hey, we win, we win, we lose, we lose. They're playing free and easy, and it's showing. Oh, and boy, does all of Phoenix want to punch that little Alvarado in the face. Is there a worse hair team in basketball than the New Orleans Pelicans? You got that slick down, shellacked head of Valachunas. You got whatever's going on with Alvarado, who looks like he should be the bad guy in the movie In the Heights. <laughs> just want to, you want to just punch him? He's that typical like New York dickhead. That oh, you just hate the Alvarado. And then uh, Brandon Ingram looks like he's high. He looks like high as Kirby was last night. Hair all in it. I hate his hair. The other dude has got the. The the Google Maps on his head. I don't know what the hell that is. It's oh, I just want to punch everybody on that team. Miserable. And then you know, CJ McCollum just looks like a an accountant. Ah, I want to hit them all. So if they come back tomorrow, and the Suns fans will rise up again, and everything's fine. Everything is fine. Keep in mind, you got a number two seed in Memphis doing the same thing with Minnesota, who's playing out of their heads. So it's a very evenly matched Western Conference. It's going to be. I already heard some guy last night, well, if you get out of this, they're going to get killed in the next series. Like, we're already losing the next series. Just get through this one and you're fine. Yeah, Doug was not happy watching back there. Sun stuff. And I started to look up and just get the vibe that I didn't want to watch this. Every time I looked up, there was some scramble for the ball that Suns weren't getting. 
The hustle points were they had to be down to zero on that thing. They were getting out out uh, the, every ball, every loose ball went to New Orleans that I saw. But uh, we got a we got a job to do. I don't know if I, you guys have been uh, put into this thing or not, but the highly suspect John Holmberg Jeep karaoke is going to occur probably later this summer. Nice. I have to have you boys in the, uh, in, the in the rally Jeep in the back Jeep. Right. We'll have the Michael uh, McDonald Quartet's coming back. The quartet. In the Jeep. You, that's what I figured. You guys could have the quartet. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, he, he was stoked about that idea. I'm like, I just want to I want to do karaoke in cars only in like rugged four wheel drive off road super rock crawler stuff. And he's like, oh, we're so in on that. I didn't expect him to. I got his uh, tour manager the, and the dude who's uh, running their tour used to be in a band here locally called the Bricks. Oh, yeah. Gabuzi. band. Oh, I thought Gabuzi was no, doing this. Gabu- like, Good that God. guy's done like 10,000 yeah. jobs. Gabuzi's not band. managing anything. <laughs> there are 50 members in the Bricks. Yeah. There were, there, but no. like Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah. up there. <laughs> he came up to me and he goes, I know you. And I'm like, I know you. And it was weird. It was just a small little connection there. But it was great. Last night was a lot of fun. Uh, Saturday, we have to say, we, uh, the whole crew was out. We had a busy weekend, boys. Yeah. Went to uh, our friend Chris Strickler's wedding. The last wedding I shall ever attend. It was gorgeous. Evidently made a lady cry. I was forced to do some sort of a speech. I was called up, I think. By Fitz. By Fitz and then some other guy. Then- yeah. Uh, people were uh, uh, doing the you know the toasts. And the mic's going around. Fitz popped up there. I didn't even know Fitz knew this guy. Let alone, he was Toastmaster the- Fitz. So the best man gives a speech. And before the best man can finish it, he's here, big bag, here. And he just grabs the mic out of his hands before <laughs> the guy was even done. Oh. I'm Fitz Madrid. Monday through Friday, you can hear me 2 to 7 o'clock, KUPD. I love Chris Strickler, and it just went on and on. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know he knew him that well. And uh, getting to know his, his new wife now, Sierra, yes. Fitz gives this big speech, and at the end of it, he's like, John, I'm sure you have some nice things to say about these folks. And I'm like, what the hell? Is- I wasn't going to get up. No, no, I really don't. <laughs> I great. do. I love them. I'll tell, I them, to, I'll tell them to their but face. Fitz ended it with, and by the way, I do a D&D game yeah, uh, right. once a month. Monday nights. <laughs> you want to join up? <laughs> Good night, and thank you for yeah. listening to me. <laughs> Big babe at, uh, at Instagram 98. You know, get on that thing. Yeah. And thank you, as always, for listening to me. Wap, wap, wap. He had his music and everything. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I went up and said some words. Just uh, I'm, I'm, You know what I'm good at? And I have to say this. I'm, I don't say that phrase too often. I'm really good at winging toasts. I don't know how much of it I yeah, killed. It's good. No, you yeah, killed I, it. I really am. I, I find myself having been forced into a few toasts in my life. That for some reason I'm really good at it, and then I have this strange. I have no idea. It's like someone else is speaking through me. Like there's some toast toastmaster that takes over my body and does it, and then I walk off. And I told Megan when I said, "I'm like, I have no idea what I said," and I still to this minute don't know what I said at all. You, I couldn't quote a word of it, and so it was like a muse took me. I sit there, and then some lady at the end comes over and she goes, "That was so beautiful." She goes, it really meant a lot. And you could tell how much it means, you and Chris and Sierra. And I, it really clearly showed how, how much they mean to you. And I'm sitting here going, no idea, lady. No idea what I said. I don't, I, they mean something, but I, <laughs> I don't know that I said a word. It was the creepiest feeling. But I don't know what I said, and hopefully I didn't curse or say no, you're terrible. And it was, I, 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 no I, cursing. Whatever you said knocked it out of the park. Did I it? mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not kidding, but everybody tells me I'm good at that, and I don't know what I say. I've been to three weddings where I've been forced to give toasts. I used to be really bad at it, and then uh, something happened where some ghost grabs hold of me and starts talking for me. So, Chris, Sierra, 
I don't know that I meant a word of it, and I don't know if it was me talking, but I was just trying to get out of there. Some lady's crying later. I remember you're like, you guys, I want to party <laughs> yeah. with you guys. That's how you tried to make it with that cow? <laughs> I'm going to party with you, Chris Strickler. Yeah, I don't know. It was a... Uh, did I hit on the girl at all? Did I make any in- inappropriate no. comments about no, her dress? Oh, wow. All right. Solid. I have no clue what I said. No, it wasn't because I was drunk. I wasn't. By the way, Ski Mask is pulling in as we speak. 607. Do you know where your morning show is? Beautiful. It started, started eight minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry, nobody noticed. And nobody's, nobody, nobody noticed. No, nobody even works here notices. We have to tell while you're being a little rough on her. She really, And people say, she really show up late and leave early? And I'm like, I shouldn't be the one telling you this. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I found out she's living in Payson, so her commute's <laughs> well, a little bit longer. Start eight minutes earlier. <laughs> it's not that. Maybe she does what I say, and she's got to take a dump every morning. She's like, I'd rather be eight minutes late than dump at work. That's what it is. That, let's hope that she's got a huge irritable bowel. <laughs> <laughs> and not only does it cause her to be a few minutes late, but by nine to 9.30, she's feeling it again, and she's got to run home and drop pounds of liquid ass. That's what we're hoping for, Brett. Because Ski Mask can't possibly have a deal better than us already. Which is the, I'll show up when I want and I'll leave when I want morning show. 21 years, two months. Uh, uh, you know, hey. Yeah. How'd she get the 60 days I'll show up whenever I want? You need play. her agent. God damn it. Yes, I do. <laughs> Not fair. Anyway. Suns fans, settle down. U-Fest fans, I hope you had fun last night. Uh, wedding fans on Saturday. I'm sorry if I said anything horrible and that got weird, but uh, that was a fun. It was actually a fun wedding. I mean, as weddings go, I, 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 evidently we left right before the boobs came out. What? Yeah, we missed cans. Yeah, there was a uh, that little. Uh, they had a VW photo bus. Yeah, yeah. and uh, everybody's going in there, and the drinking started, and I think we all just kind of left it around the same time, right after all the silliness. And uh, Katero was telling me, he said, "What time did you go?" And I'm like, "I." Not much longer after the whole dancing thing started. And he goes, yeah, we were in there. He said, I'm trapped uh, by a couple of drunk guys talking to me. I looked over in the photo booth, and there were girls. The tops were coming off in the photo bus. That's Man. disappointing. We didn't get That's to why it. I had to get Ronnie home. She was ready to yeah, yeah, whip out. Boys, yeah. yeah. Next thing you know, Brady and Ronnie are in that bus, 69. And- <laughs> All right. They, and it's 6.09, <laughs> Brady. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Did you do that for the anniversary weekend? No. God damn it. What's the holdup? Just waiting for the right time. Oh. What are you, 60 years old? What, are you going to wait until <laughs> yeah. you're actually 69. sitting away now? 69. Got a few more years till I can actually pull it off. <laughs> you won't be able to get in those positions no at 69. No You can do it now. <laughs> All you got to do is lay on his back. Well, that's gonna be last tough. night we talked about, you know, the, the an- nice. anniversaries coming up. Not you oh, and the I. the other one. Yeah, the, yeah, the radio on the anniversary. June 9th. You were actually married on 6-9. And I wanted to make it an official day for everyone to participate that we'll night do on it. 6-9. Yeah. But we'll do it way before. We'll pick a time. We have to wait until June. It. Yeah. <laughs> What's the holdup? Well, for me. You act like everybody's, you know, trepidatious with this activity. We'll do it. Like if you said do it tonight. Just like, say All the right. word, bro. It's real easy. <laughs> we're in. Yeah. We're not like high school sophomores who are testing. We know how it works. We're going to do it when eh, the feeling's right. In fact, most people listening are so close to their wives at this point with it that they can say, did you wash your ass? I mean, it would be pretty. All right, we'll do it then. Because if you didn't wash your ass, I'm not going in there. I wash my ass. Shut up. Don't you shut up. I wash my ass. I'm not so sure. ISRN looks a little orange. (laughs) (laughs) You've been eating pumpkin? What is this? (laughs) 
Anyway, Brady, get on that for crying out loud. Everybody was talking to me about it last night. I hated to hear that next to me because Kirby and Ronnie were right behind me and the guy next to me in the thing goes, is this uh, Megan? I'm like, no, that's Ronnie. That's Brady's chick. All right. 69. I'm like, yeah, all right. Don't tell their daughters right there. I'm surprised we didn't see any 69 shirts yesterday. Oh, we had a few. Because there were some Larry shirts out there. The FU Larry shirts. Oh, I got pictures of them. I'll show them to you. Oh, they're fantastic. Did you put them up on our Facebook? No, not yet. I didn't want to get in. It's okay. They're all right. Well, Larry and I chatted about how how horrible those shirts were and that they were just in fun. It was pretty funny. Uh, Great night, though. A lot of fun. And uh, we'll get through that one. We still owe you Guadalupe Squares. We'll try to get one in this morning if Mo shows up. I don't know if anybody from that station shows up on time. We'll see if Mo comes. We'll get one. We'll in. do it about ten twenty. Yeah, we'll get one. <laughs> we'll go over to KDKB and do it on her show because evidently it's available for anybody who wants to use it. It's empty. Uh, let's get a wake up song. To start this day off. Five eight five nine eight hundred. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.